the double. Fast forward from November's article in Forbes to December of the same year. Christmas is coming, and the latest UK series of the all-conquering pop talent show The X Factor has reached its climax, with viewers choosing a winner in the youthful and indisputably likeable figure of the Newcastle teenager Joe McElderry. Flushed with success, the young man returns to the stage to sing the song that is to be released as his first single. With Christmas just a couple of weeks away, the record will be in the shops and available for download within a matter of days. If history is any guide, the momentum generated by Britain's most popular Saturday night TV show will carry it straight to the top of the charts. McEldery may or may not go on to have a long-term career in the music industry, but for today at least, he is king of the pop music castle. Meanwhile, the power behind the throne is smiling happily, and as creator, producer, and star of The X Factor, Simon Cowell has good reason to look pleased. Not only is he paid handsomely by independent television, ITV, for a show that dominates Saturday night viewing figures, in the run-up to Christmas his record company will release the fresh-faced winner's debut single and any subsequent recordings. Let's just think about that for a moment. As a TV producer, Cowell is paid to provide the ITV network with a popular programme that begins with thousands of hopeful contestants queuing up to audition in front of a judging panel. In the weeks and months that follow, the numbers will be whittled down until just twelve remain, going into a phase in which one contestant is voted out every week. When the winner is finally announced, he or she is already a nationally known figure, and hit records are pretty much guaranteed. In other words, Carl is paid by the TV company to discover individuals who have the potential to be future stars. Once the process is complete, the records made by the winners will further boost his bank balance. It's a double and very loud ringing of the cash register. It's a business model that extends well beyond the X Factor. In the US, Cowell is known to millions as an acerbic judge on pop talent show American Idol. Although he doesn't own the show itself, he does have the right to sign the winning artist to his label. Meanwhile, in a variation on the X Factor theme, Cowell is also reaping the benefits of a more generalist TV talent show format. Looking beyond singers to a realm of light entertainment that also includes dancers, comedians, jugglers and performing dogs, the Got Talent format has been successful in the UK, the US and around the world. The Got Talent formula, similar in respects to that of The X Factor, leads the viewer on a journey running from open auditions through a knockout phase to a grand finale in which the winner is chosen. In contrast to The X Factor, the prize is not necessarily a record deal, but if the winner, or any other popular contestant, happens to be a singer, then Cowell once again has first option on a record deal. Witness the worldwide phenomenon that is Susan Boyle. Appearing on the British version of the show, Britain's Got Talent, she was a genuine surprise. A middle-aged woman from Scotland, she was initially greeted with scepticism from the judges. That scepticism vanished when she opened her mouth to deliver a powerful performance of I Dreamed a Dream. Within days she was an internet sensation, and although she didn't win the contest, she was signed up by Cowell and released a top-selling debut album in 2009. A Multimedia Player
Carl's business model, which sees him standing colossus fashion with one foot on the television industry and the other on the music business, has not only made him wealthy, it has made him an influential and powerful figure in the wider entertainment industry. A good percentage of that power stems directly from the popularity of the shows that he creates, and often, but not always, appears in. The X Factor, for example, attracts audiences of 13 and 14 million on Saturday nights. Those figures would have been high in the 1960s and 1970s, when viewers in the UK had a choice of just two or three channels. But in an age of multi-channel broadcasting and fragmented audiences, the fact that a single show can attract so many people is little short of miraculous. It's a miracle that has been something of a lifesaver for ITV. All of the old networks have lost audience.